Hi, welcome to the Refuge House broadcast. We are so glad that you decided to join us today. Here at the Refuge House, we help people discover their God-given uniqueness through the teaching of God's word so that they can be empowered to make a difference and impact the world for Christ. So here's what you need to do. We need you to grab your Bible, your notebook, your pens, and then get ready for a powerful message and see what God is going to do. I believe there are people in your life that probably need this message. So go ahead and share this to them and invite them to be a part of what God is doing today. Thank you and enjoy this week's message. Jesus said you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. So without the truth, there's no liberty, there's no freedom. And we said in um, Ephesians 6 verse 11, he said put on the armor of God, which we said are word based. Is that not so? We put on the armor by what we say. If you're a Christian that don't like to talk, you are not going to fight the good fight of faith very well. I did make a statement in the first service. The Bible says we'll fight a good fight of faith. It means we have an advantage because of Christ. But I said this, advantage that is not used, is it still an advantage? It's not. Your advantage is what Christ has done for you. And he has made them available to you through the word. So you have to incorporate those words in your words and begin to say them. He has said so we can say. Is that not true? All right. So, But if you don't engage your advantage, it's not an advantage. So fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Is that not so? And profess a good profession whereunto thou art called. You are called to profess a good profession. And what is the profession? Saying what he has said. By the word, in the written scripture, and by the leading of the Holy Spirit. That's your power. The word of God is quick and powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword. The word of God only becomes the sword of the spirit when it's in your mouth. Your Bible is not the sword of the spirit. Sorry. I know they taught us that. But the sword of the spirit is what you say. If you don't say it, it doesn't cut it. Did you hear what I said? If you are not saying anything, the word is not the sword. It's not like the Bible. <coughs> no. You're acting drama. Say it. Someone say, say it. So we said the temptation of Jesus, Satan deployed the best of his wiles. And all satanic wiles are based on deception, lies. Revelations 12 9 says the MO of Satan is to deceive the whole world. That's what he does. And I told you, deception is dangerous. Because deception is about to control. It's all about controlling the minds of men and deceive them to think what he wants them to think so they can do what he wants them to do. That's why deception is subtle. It's sinister. The devil is not about him. If you have a monstrous or a monster perception image of Satan, you are you're already lied to. The devil is not those... You know, they try to scare our children. Big fear of some of you, the things you are afraid now is some of the things you were watching in television when you were small. That there's something that has seven heads and, and it's going to bite you. Say, boogeyman. What is boogeyman? What is boogie? Boogie, boogie what? There's no boogeyman. All those are caricatures that are created by the enemy to instill fear into people's hearts. Perception of Satan. And once they have a monster perception, some of you, you think the devil is a Dracula. That's what you think. Because one we say we suck blood. <laughs> so if the witches are sucking blood, so their master is also sucking blood. For your information, Satan is not a Dracula. And Dracula does not exist. He's a movie creation. Did you hear what I said? For your information, there are no vampires. Nothing like that. As much as you want it to be true, it is a lie. 
Bat is not a vampire. Did you hear what I said? God created bat. Just like the owl. You know, we call it okuku in our side. You know the owl? You know it can turn his head almost 360 degrees. It's a flexibility God gave to him. Some of you call it witch bed. For your information, witch did not create any bed. They may possess animals, but he didn't create. Satan is not a creator. It's a perverter. He perverts by lies. So they have sold some terrible lies to some of you that you people think is warfare. The only authentic source for warfare is the scriptures. Or else you will suffer three things. Mixture, mischaracterization, and misrepresentation. Some of the things you have in your head are skits. Funny, funny, crazy skits. You watch a video, pano, uh, pano, panoramic video. Something now move, a box move. Ah, see now, wow. What are you looking for? Some of you like drama. And you think warfare is drama. drama. Warfare is more serious than that one. It's more sinister, more deceptive than that. That's just playing surface game with you. You want to play some of all those games and you see some monsters that are created. If man can design it, then, then Satan is worse than that one. It's not about creatures. It's not about all those twisted things. It's about the way you think. If he's worked himself into your mind, then he's controlling your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And the only way to stay in charge is to let the word of God be truth in your life. Jesus, Satan deployed his wife, the best of his wife. And according to the Bible, there are not many. There are just three. Everybody say three. Every other thing Satan does is a modification of the three. But it's the same three because that's what the Bible said. And the Bible is where we get our security briefing from. All right, first, John 2, verse 15. Love not the world. The entire purpose of the wiles of the devil is to make men love the world and the things that are what in the world. Man was not created to love the world. No. That was not the reason God created you. God did not create you to fall in love with things. The way some of you love things. When you say, this is my iPhone. They, they've sold you a psychology that puts value and premium on The way some of you protect your iPro Max. Is it 12 or 13 now? So it's even up to 14 now. So you are keeping date. The way you hold your iPhone, if you hold the word of God like that, your life will change. You, you handle it with care. You don't want it to crack, so you put screen guard. You put case, so it will not scratch. But your life is crashed. Your life is cracked. <laughs> Love not the world, neither the things. iPhone is the things of the world. How you look is a thing of the world. I know you want to look all fine and nice, but be careful. Be very careful. Love not the world. Not the, it didn't say you, didn't, you shouldn't use them, but don't love them. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not him. Why does the wild of the devil want us to love the world and the things of the world? So that we will not love God. 
Because loving the world and the things of the world and loving God do not go together. You, have, you can't serve God and mammon. You have to choose. There are many Christians who are lovers of the world and the things that are in the world. They are fascinated by the world. That's why they can't focus on God. And Satan has a corruption for that. Look at verse 16. For all that is in the world, what is it? The lust of the flesh. I said in the first service, lust is a corruption that was introduced to the soul. Is that not so? What is the soul? The mind, the will, and the emotion. When, when Adam fell and sinned, the real part of man, which is the spirit, died. And a new nature came alive inside man. Man became dead spiritually. That new nature of death meant that man was separated from God. Romans 3.23 describes this. All have seen and has fallen short of the glory of God. Man was created to live in the glory realm. But when sin came, man fell short of the glory. And as man fell short, his taste and longing for the glory also what? Fell. It fell, man fell from longing for the glory. The glory is Jesus. The glory is the presence of God. When man fell, man's longing for the presence of God fell. It fell to loving things and loving the world. That's why you come to church today. Most of the things you are, you are longing and desiring for is for stuff. Job, money, house, rent, to buy hair. Buy shoe, buy iPro Max. Go for vacation. Is it no stuff? It's all the things of the world. And the Bible says everything in the world will, will pass away. You want something that will make you so when people will see you, you are complete. You are shiny. You are okay. They'll not say you'll be man. You'll be woman. It's all things and stuff. That's all. What we don't understand is diluting us. We can't even serve God the way we should because of things, stuff, people. All that is in the world is the lust. And what would you say lust is? Forbidding desires. Lust is a mindset. And in mindset, desires exist in your mind as a mindset. So when we use the word desire, you were created as a creature for the, you must desire. It's part of your being. It's part of your makeup. So Satan capitalizes in corrupting your desire by introducing what he calls lust. Lust means taking your desire and twisting it wrongly. So instead of desiring God, you are not desiring what? The world and the things that are in the world. You will sacrifice anything for things and stuff, but not for God. Your value for spiritual things, no. It has to be natural stuff. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes. And I said, the flesh is a source for stirring up lust. And we said the flesh is both a nature and a mindset. For the Christian, when you got born again, you were delivered from the nature of the flesh. So you are not in the flesh in Christ. Are you hearing me? Because you can't be in Christ and be in the flesh. You are not in the flesh. For there is no condemnation to them, Romans 8.1, to them that are in Christ Jesus, who work? It didn't say if, who. So it's a statement of fact. Who work not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So when you're born again, you are delivered from the nature of the flesh. But the damage or the after effect of the nature of the flesh is still in your mind. 
You've acquired the flesh way from your former nature in the way you think. You've acquired the flesh way in the way from your culture, from your nurture, from your experiences, and from your education. They are stored as mentalities in your mind, a way of thinking. So Paul says when you're born again, renew your mind. Be not conformed to the word. Conforms people to the word. Lost. Peter calls it in 2 Peter 1 4, the corruption that is in the world. That corruption is the lost. Forbidden desires. Longing for the word and the things that are in the world. That's why Jesus said, you can't follow me if you don't hate yourself, hate your father, hate your mother. Because outside you and God, every other thing is external. Are you hearing me? You cannot love people, things, and love God. They, you were not built that way. You can't function that way. You will implode and explode. God didn't build a woman to give you fulfillment. He didn't build a man to give you fulfillment. The purpose of the woman and the man in relationship is assignment-based. Are you hearing me? The only person that can give you fulfillment and satisfaction is Jesus. Some of you, the way you treat your husband is like Jesus. He's not Jesus, oh. He needs Jesus himself. That relationship, which is, is because of him, two of you are together. If because he brought you together and two of you now came together and you now push him out. And you are doing meli meli, lovey, lovey, dovey, and there's no Jesus in the love. You are doing something else. Because it's the genesis of everything. Everything loses meaning when Jesus is not the focus anymore. It doesn't make sense anymore. Relationship becomes baseless. Selfishness now rules what we do and how we do what we do. Because God is no longer in the focus anymore. Once the love of God is gone, then we are victim. Satan understands this very well. He said, if I'm going to deal with men, I'm going to plant lust in their heart because lust is a corruption. It's a corruption of the flesh. And lust make men word focused and the lovers of the word and the things focused rather than lovers of God. I like the way Paul puts it in Timothy. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. What are lovers of pleasure? Pleasure is those who love the word and the things that are what? In the word. So please be very careful. So the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. And I said the word pride of life simply means um, material possession and achievement. That's what makes men proud. And I'm going to show you from the scripture. So the first one we looked at, the first place that lust is, the wives of the devil generates lust. And mind you, these are all lies. They are deception. Making you think that your life is based on things, on the word and the things, is a deception, is a lie. Can, can I tell you this? Write this down. Satan uses lust to create an illusion. To make. You know what an illusion is? The best way to describe an illusion, I'm, I'm an, a science person, so some of you do science, but as some of you don't, you didn't do science. So let me use what all of us can relate with. Have you ever been traveling on a hot day and you, you look the sun is shining and you look in front of you, it's as if you are seeing a pool of water in front. There is, there, there is a science for that. It's called infraction from the cloud. So that, that reflection or refraction you're seeing is what is appearing as water on the, on, on, the, on the road during a hot time from the cloud. But guess what with an illusion? You can never reach it. The more you try to get close, the more it goes away. 
So an illusion is an idea. It's an impression that looks real, but is not real. That's an illusion. It gives you a fake, a fake copy of the original. Many of us are living, when we love the world and the things that are in the world, we are operating from an illusion of life. It's not life. It looks like life. Smells like life. Talks like life, but it is not life. It's an illusion. Can you imagine what is making you happy? It's an illusion. What people are celebrating about you it's an illusion. What you think you are, you know, what makes you tight, it's what? It's an illusion. It's not real. What loss does create illusions inside you? Makes you believe what is not real as real. So you put your energy trying to keep up the illusion. Wear yourself out, but it's only an illusion. It's not real. It's not real. So in order to create the what the wise of them, the wise of them will deploy these three asanas: lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, to create illusions in the souls of men. So it can hold them, hold them captive and in bondage. So we said the first place that lust comes from is the where the flesh. Everybody say the flesh. We've covered that during the first service. We said the flesh is both a nature and a mindset. A flesh is a selfish way of thinking. And we said flesh was produced by the nature of sin. When man sinned against God, a new nature came, and the effect and presence of that new nature in the mind, will, and emotion of men is called flesh. Is that clear? Are you hearing what I'm saying? The effect of sin in the soul is called flesh. Did you hear what I said? Flesh is not, is not assorted meat. Huh? It's, not, it's not meat. It's not pomo. Flesh is both a nature, but when you're born again, you're delivered from the nature. But you still need to allow the word of God renew your mind and dwell richly in your mind so it can expunge the training or the culturing of the flesh in your mind, in your will, in your emotion. So there are programmings now in your mind, will, and emotion that are flesh-based. And how you identify that they are the flesh, they are carnal or they are self-centered. Sense and self-centered. That's how you know that the flesh is working. When somebody's behavior is motivated by the flesh, it is carnal. It is sense rule and it's selfish and self-centered. Then you know the flesh is the one doing that. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what the flesh is. But Jesus came to provide a cure. And the cure is to walk in the spirit so you do not fulfill what? The lust of the flesh. Praise the name of the Lord. Alright, so that's the first place that uh, lust comes from, the flesh. The second place that lust comes from is what? The eyes. And I stopped. The word eyes means um, it has both a literal meaning and a figurative meaning. The first literal meaning for eyes is vision. Everybody say vision. vision. For man, sight is based on two things. You see with your physical eyes and you also see with your mind. That's why when you imagine, what you imagine are pictures 
Is that clear? But the images that form in your mind are, first of all, I don't know if you um, know a little bit about this. When people want to create games and they want to create characters for games, they scan a physical, maybe they want to create a monster from a spider. They will scan a monster, a spider. And once they scan the monster, they get a CGI picture of the monster. Then they will use the software to modify it the way they want it. They can put a human head, put a human leg, you know. But they have something as a reference. The eyes is a gateway to the mind. What you see can affect how you think. I hope you know that. I hope you know that. Yeah. That's why Satan understands that that is a good place for lust. To create forbidden desires inside you. The assertee is foreign. The dining table is foreign. The kitchen set is foreign. Even the plate they are using to eat is foreign. The rug on which they march is foreign. The only thing that they bought in Nigeria is the bucket they used to bath. Then you not go there and you see it. When you get home and you sit in your chair, the chair that you are sitting in it is Johnson that made it. Johnson the capital. Your dining table is a bookie. Your kitchen set is the one you bought in the market at my home. Then you now say, ah, ah. Not be the same school we go. Not be the same life we they live. I even made two one. He made two two. What kind of thing is this one? Which type of life? You know your problem? Eyes. Some of us, the, the bondage we are today is because of what we saw. You're always having problems because you don't know how to manage your eyes. That's why we live by revelation, not just what we see. Revelation must guide the way you look. Tell the neighbor, say, there's a way to look. Just as there's a way to hear, there is a way. There are some things you must not see. When you have revelation from the word of God, you will learn to see well. You go to your friend. You and your husband, you are managing one bedroom. At least that's what you guys can afford. No stress, no wahala. Your family is growing. Then you not go somewhere. So level, you don't even know what they're doing. They are staying in a four bedroom. And you're staying one. Since you left the house and came back, you've been looking at your husband like one kind wish. Now I say, what is it? Say, nothing, 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 nothing. Then when he wants to eat, as he's eating the food, he feels your eyes all over his body. He says, come, this food, I'm not going to feed What is the problem? No, I just they think. What do you have to think? Because of what you saw. You want to wear another person's life because of what you saw. What you saw. How did David got tempted was what he saw a naked woman. As he saw a naked woman, he said, bam, and put lust inside him. I must sleep with her. That's how I caught him. You went to a church that is different from your church. Instead of going to hear the word of God and receive some truth that will help you, you are looking. You know those who came late? Who did come late? How many people went to the toilet? How many times they went to the toilet? Those who were wearing high shoe, low shoe, black dress, white shirt. Ah, come on, check out. Check out pastor wife. Ah, that woman must have been dread. Church, oh, you came to church, oh. 
So you know this year makeup. I'm sure she's using Zara. How do you know whether it's Zara? See, see the blushing, see the foundation, see the way she do her face. At the end of the you know, some of you to be thinking about what you learned. Hey, good morning, ma. How are you, ma? What did you use on this? I like this your hair. That's what you are discussing inside church. Hey. Hey, that way you're like this, fiam. You're throwing down. That's what she does when you're going up. I, I say, wait, where is the person that followed me to church? Hey, say, leave that one and don't finish. Is it not true? You just to piam, throw it away. If that's the one, except the one you use rope to tie on your head, that will not go. That's what is now determining your joy or happiness. I mean, sadness. Hey! Some of you have big eyes. You need to step down. Step, what did I say? You don't know how to, you don't even know how to grow. Some of you, before you got born again, I don't blame you. Maybe the people you worked with, they, they were buying designers, so they sport you. Introduce you to a life that you have no character to sustain. Now that you are not born again, to make the transition to realism is a struggle for you. You see this humble brother who is trying his best, you know, to live up and mirror Christ for you. He, even if he buys perfume, you know, if a piece of buy perfume for you. See this perfume, how much? But that's the first way to ask, say, how much? Say, how much? Um, it's 10,000. 10,000. Hmm. Okay, oh, thank you. You have bad eyes. You have bad eyes. Such people will never be grateful. No matter what, buy a house for them, it will never be enough. So Satan understands that when man fell, corruption can be introduced to man through what he sees and how he thinks. So the lust of the eyes always has to do with a corrupt way of seeing things. That's the problem. Why is it called lust of the eyes? It's a corrupt way of seeing things. You're not grateful. The second meaning of the word eyes is, has to do with the way you think. Your mind thinks in pictures. How do you think? If, you're, if you think according to corruption, then lost, a victim of loss. Lost wants to also corrupt the way you think. So when we say the lust of the flesh, forbidding desires that are what God has done in your life. Your own is not about, if you, you will ignore what God is doing in your life, your eyes always across the fence. You know what they call across the fence? You are always looking at somebody's own. Say, what off? What, what is what off? Why are you not thankful for where you are? What off? Eh? See their house. They get DSTV. We never get television. Will you not have TV first before you take off DSTV? Say, so see the guy for you. Give me tech, 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 tech. Te. Let me not call their name here. Te, te. When people are using I, I, I. Eh? How, long are they, how, how long are we going to be in the tech level? We should go to the I levels. It got deliver you. Deliver you seriously because the way some of you are going, you are going to frustrate people with your life if you don't repent. Because what some of you are calling levels is deception. Do you hear what I said? What you are calling levels is if you think as a lady, your value is rated by how you look, how expensive you are, how shiny you are, you are already deceived, full flesh. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? That your value, your confidence, your value in terms of who you are, how you perceive yourself, and what you bring to people is a function of your look. You are deceived. Completely deceived from your head to your toe. Let the word of God will open your eyes and see. Let's go to the third one. Hallelujah. The third one is called the pride of life. The pride of life. But, but as a scripture, if you want a scripture for the lust of the um, eyes, Matthew 4, 8, 2 Timothy 3, 4. Write those ones. Read them later. Jesus taketh him into, well, devil taketh Jesus to an exilium and showed him all the things of this world and the glory of them. You know, there's blink, I call it, it glitz, glitz, and uh, there's one word they call it, you know, glitz and glamour. You know that glitz and glamour thing, dazzling. There's something I said. Um, the world is full of dazzling sights and sounds. That, but be very careful. You know, you, you, you're watching a television or you're watching a fashion show and... You know those things they wear on modelly ground. Uh, what do you call that? Is it what the, wrong way? I mean, I wonder why they call it wrong way. Anyway, those things they wear, they don't wear it in real life. I hope you know. It's just for show. They just say, "Wow, when will I wear Versace? When will I wear um, uh, Jimmy Shoe? When will I wear Kevin Klein, Givenchy? All those." I hope you know what designers mean. Designer is a man that has lied to you that if you don't have his product, your life will not be complete. That's what the designer mean. Because in, the, in, in branding, they don't sell product, they sell lifestyle. So they create a class which you buy into. And that's the class you are trying to define yourself. No, I, I just use design. My wristwatch is... Uh, um, so, sorry? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know the big, big names. You used to chop your money. Chop them very well. Rolex. You know? Piguet. You know, from this high... There are some resources, but the question is, is it not to take time? Is the one o'clock in the hour different from the one o'clock in your own? Eh? If it's four o'clock in the hour, is it not still four o'clock in your own too? Eh? So what is the extra attention that it gives to you that you are wearing a resource that is one million dollar? I want to see a billionaire one time. Me and mommy, when I went to Abuja, it's a friend of us. You know, Say, Paru, I want to show you something. I said, okay. He now showed me one simple watch, leather. He said, guess how much this watch is? I said, how much? He said, 20,000 pounds. I smiled. I said, I better carry. He said, eh? I said, I'm not interested. I will wear 20. Do you know how many radio broadcasts I can preach with 20,000 pounds? Calculate 20,000 pounds and tell me how many million is that. We will be on five, almost 10 radio stations preaching the gospel. Because values matters. There are some of you now, because you don't go vacation every year, you just feel that your life is not complete. They lied to you. You want to go to vacation, go. But to think that because you don't go to vacation, you are missing something. I just didn't miss something. I didn't miss something. I need a vacation. I need to go somewhere. Go and blow money. Then come and cry later. Just, just, some of you, when money goes, spend her, spend her, spend her, spend her, spend her, spend her. So your body can calm down. <laughs> when you blow the whole thing, then you now calm down. When you do not today, then sense will now come back. You have to be careful. The world is full of dazzling sights and sound. And be careful. 
Because what you even call fashion is something you copy. You saw it, isn't it so? You saw the hairstyle. Then you now imagine yourself looking like the person you see, you see, you see you. As well as he's walking, you're not yourself walking like the person too. <laughs> looking like the person. Yeah, it's your copy. It's copy. It's copy. So you say, you look like. See, you know, see me now. I'll be like. It's always, I'll be like. Where is you now? The world is full of dazzling sights and sound that can evoke envy, regret, competition, and comparison. Be very careful. There is a game plan behind what you see. If revelation does not regulate what you see, revelation of the word understanding, if it does not regulate what you see, you will become a victim. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because lust of the eyes is very real. Satan wanted to use it. We'll look at the temptation shortly. Let's continue. All right. Pride of life. Write this down. What is pride of life? The word pride of life, be very careful. I, I learned this from a preacher called Keith Moore. Keith Moore was trained by Kenny Hagen, and I listened to him. You should listen to him. I want to put pictures of the people I listen to and I know can build your faith so that you know, don't go and listen to one strange person and you now come out with some strange things that will be disturbing your life. All right? Very sound in the word. He said, I don't use this statement. I'm proud of you. I'm like, whoa. And I checked the word pride. Nothing in pride is good. Did you hear what I said? He said, I would rather say I am thankful for you. Is that no better? Before you go and regularize words that don't make sense, you want to speak English, be speaking English. He said some things that really blessed me. And really changed my life. And, and I said it, because as you grow, you learn, you learn, you grow. If you put yourself in a position where you cannot learn, you will never grow. And if you don't grow, you will never change. You'll still be holding on to some line narratives that you have been talking and using for like years, and they are not going away. So pride of life is a very subtle thing. It's one of the effects of the fall, the damage of the fall on man. Pride of life. When we use the word pride of life, what do we mean? Write this down. It refers to material possessions and achievement. When God created man, Eden was given to serve man. Not for man to... It was, man was to dress and to keep. That was assignment. Eden was part of Adam's assignment. It was not his purpose for living. Do you understand that? Are you hearing what I'm saying? The garden of Eden was not a goal. It was an assignment that was given to man as man kept his fellowship with God. It was sin that came and twisted the whole thing around. Today, people judge their worth and value by how much they have and have achieved. That's what's called pride of life. And God hates that. Oh, he does. I will introduce you to a king called Nebuchadnezzar that happened during the time the children of Israel were in Babylon. They are taking all the precious things from the temple into Babylon. And the, Babylon was like the superpower of that time. And one day, they wanted to have fun and flex and all that. He said, go and get more of those things from the temple. Let's, let's shackle them. So the brother, they were busy enjoying themselves. And something strange happened. A hand came out. This one, they saw, everybody saw it. Everybody. 
saw it. A hand came and wrote an inscription on the wall. They panicked and froze, and they didn't know how to read it. So they were looking for people to interpret. So they remember Daniel. Daniel, please come, 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 come. When Daniel saw it, Daniel kept quiet. See, my Lord, you want me to interpret this? He said, yes. Okay. Mene, mene teke oprasini. You know what that means? You have been weighed on the balance and found wanting. In other words, say God has destined to judge you. Then he now appealed to him. I beg you, humble yourself. Be kind to your fellow man. That's the law practice. Do good things so you can avert this judgment. Maybe he listened for a while. But the, the, the illusion of his power, are you paying attention? The illusion of his power overtook him, so he forgot. After some months, he was strolling on his passage. Let's go and take it up from there. Scripture. Go to Daniel. Daniel 4 and verse 28. Months later, he forgot the warning that was given to him. Because he had had a dream where he was judged. Something happened. So, and, and what happened, you, will, you will understand. Can you put it on the screen? Daniel chapter 4, media guys. Daniel 4, verse 28. Please, everybody go there. Because if, you are, if that is operating in your life, you will not love God as you should. Remember, you can't do the two together. Daniel 4, 28. We're going to read 28 to 32. Are we there? Daniel 4. What is the pride of life? Let's see that. What did he say in verse 28? All these came upon the king Nebuchadnezzar. So we're talking about Nebuchadnezzar. Verse 29. At the end of how many months? That's one year. He walked in the palace of the kingdom of Babylon. And the king who was living in the best place in Babylon. Is that not true? Good. Verse 30. The king spake and said, is not this great Babylon? Hold on. Hold on first. Obrick. Let me use Obrick. Why was he a superpower to start with? It was because the children of Israel had disobeyed God and God prophesied through Jeremiah that for 70 years they were going to go into bondage. As a matter of fact, when they came and took over Jerusalem and Judea and all that and they were destroying, the king recognized Jeremiah said, so you are the guy that prophesied I would do this to your people. So he instructed that nobody should touch him or do anything to him. Because the prophecy favored him now. I, mean, it's not, I don't want to prophesy this. A son prophet. Good one. I, I like this. Good one. Leave him, leave him. Don't touch him. Don't touch him. Don't, just leave him. But he forgot that he was just a creature of opportunity. You know, when people who found themselves in an opportunity, begin to claim it as a right. Be careful. Because if you never had the opportunity in the first place, you will not even be there. Now you are not taking what was a privilege of opportunity as a right. Be careful. Be careful. It's pride of life that makes people do that. You knew you were nothing. I've heard of cases the husband became wealthy because the wife's father was a businessman and when he married he didn't have much but because of the influence of the uh, wife's father the man now made it big then after it became very big he no longer respects the wife's father anymore you're a fool a big fool 
your, your pride will bring you down. Because it's not about wife or husband. You have sense in your head now. Hallelujah. L- let me borrow one. When I wanted to get married to my wife, my mother-in-law came from a background where, you know, it's men and all that. They did tell me, if they told me, I would say, I said, who send her? My father-in-law wanted to buy a car from her. He had gotten a, a car, this thing from uh, Kia. So he wanted to choose a particular, because he's the first daughter I was going to marry. So she was going to come with the car in. So the father was about to place the order. I don't know which bed of the air. So no, 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 no. If you come with a car, the man may find it as a threat. Me, threat. It's a lie. It's not threat. It's only a fool that thinks like that. Say, no, what do you mean, a man? Can I ask you a question? Who defines the context of a man for you? I'll bring the thing. We will enjoy it. And before God start blessing me with my own, we'll have something that will be running around. Because there was a time we went somewhere. We got a fair. We not fair. If we are ready, the car will not fall inside water now. Pride of life is a dangerous thing. It will hide behind culture. It will hide behind, say, na man. Have you heard people say that? That's traditions of men. You have you are, created an idea of Instead of you just receive the goodness and the grace of God, he that marries a wife marries a good thing and obtains favor. But the car came later. Shall other cars came later. Thank God. And just receive. And, and, and swallow your... And, Swallow and vomit and put that your stupid pride away. Destroy yourself. Say, I'm a man. Who told you that nonsense? Let's look at what he says. Let's continue. Hallelujah. He says, and the king spake and said, Is not this great Babylon, this thing that I've done with my strength? Look what he said next. That I. <laughs> Hey, you, this, you will know Satan is fully in charge of this one's head. That I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my. Are you seeing the I and my inside? When everybody's always talking and it's always using the pronoun I, I, be careful. Be very careful. Because you're taking credit that doesn't belong to you. By my power. That was a word that was fully coated with pride in and out. God did not wait for him to finish. Let's read the next verse. Why the word was in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven saying, oh, even lucky they call him king, Seth. But I think God wanted to disgrace him. So let, the last thing we remember before he will lose his mind is king. Then the next thing we remember an animal. Nebuchadnezzar, today it is spoken. Judge, look, read your Bible. God hates pride. The sacrifice of Jesus did not remove it. Did you hear what I said? The same hatred God has for pride. Bible says in Proverbs there are six things God hates. One of them is what pride. Even in the New Testament, Bible says God resisted the proud and gave grace to the humble. Everybody say pride. Everybody say pride. pride. Everybody say pride. pride. Be careful. Pride of life is ascribing to you privileges, 
achievements of life that only God gave you and you claim ownership over it. Ah. While the word was still in his mouth, he said, Oh, King Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken. The kingdom! Without any army fighting you, as it's your own and you forgot it was God that gave you. Say that kingdom is departed from thee. The business is gone. It will die. It's departed. Let's read what followed. What did he say next? And they shall drive thee from men. That means you will not live among men. And can we continue? And your dwelling shall be with the best of the field. They shall make thee to and seven times shall pass over that seven years until thou know. I will leave small sense inside this your nonsense. That as you are going through this humiliation, hit that your small sense. That what? That the most high rules or ruleth in the kingdom of men. And give it, it to whom so God can bring anybody down. Did you hear what I said? And that includes you. Be careful. Just what did I say? Oh, be careful. And I'm usually very concerned when people begin to praise people. Be careful. Because that Jesus said that which is Highly celebrated among men is an abomination for the eyes of God. Paul and was it Barnabas? They went to a city where they prayed for a, he spoke to a crippled man, the crippled man that was crippled from birth. You know, God healed, and there was a you know rejoicing over the city. And the people they were given to idolatry, they now felt that the gods had come to stay to, to reveal themselves among them. And they now brought sacrifices and they wondered when Paul now noticed what they were doing, he ran. A Jewish man, one of the signs of humility is to tear your clothes. The next one is to put ashes on your body. It means you are humiliating yourself. They tore their clothes and they ran to the person. and said, stop this nonsense. What men like you? What men like you? What men like you? Don't do this. This is what we're preaching to you that you should leave. But I know there are men of God. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, 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 you don't know. Ah, this is just introduction now. Huh? Then they'll be doing like this. <laughs> when I talk, it happens. <laughs> God will say, the kingdom is departed. The candlestick is gone. All they are seeing is just a show. And be very careful. Because when they show it, a demon can come in. And you think it's the spirit, but it's not the spirit. It's a demon. You knew how you started life. And you're beginning to see the favor of God in your life. Gratitude will not come out of your mouth. You are always angry, regretful, complaining, full of memory. Because eh, you are not even happy that you are alive. Three cases of the pride of life. One of them is Luke 12. Jesus gave us a graphic exam and wonders of covetousness. A guy who was very successful, highly skilled, had achieved so much. So he said, oh my soul, relax, rest. No, let's enjoy ourselves. God said, you are a fool. That's what God said. He said, that fool. He said, this night, I will require your life from you. And you will tell me what will become of those things. 
The man forgot in his assessment of life and his achievement that the life that he has did not belong to him. That to breed is a God gift. Do you pay subscription for your bread? Huh? Do you pay? What of sleep? Do you pay subscription for sleep? Pride is dangerous. The, the third example was another king. I think his name is Herod too. He killed one of the brothers of James. And when he placed the Jews, he wanted to kill Peter. But the mistake he made, the church began to pray. And when the church began to pray, Peter was delivered, but God was giving him rope to repent. He was a hidden king, and this was under the era of grace. I mean, it was the New Testament. And, and, and this king, there was a particular king, uh, kingdom that were under his control. They had a problem with him, so they were trying to please him. So one of the assistants, special advisor to him, they were not trying to entice, you know, trying to appeal to his pride, to heal the king. Any spot they don't heal out. Hey, you too much. Wait till they, hey, you too much. Hey, so one day he was to give a speech. So he stood before the people and gave a powerful speech. Very powerful speech. When he finished, these psychophants started hailing him. D O. Hey, look at the words. This is too powerful. Can a man talk like you must be a god? They started hailing him. Oh, you are too, your, your, your speech is brilliant. The, the thing you said is so, nobody see the way you see. Nobody talk the way you talk. You are too much. Nobody can do what you are doing. Ah! They began to praise him. And he began to lap it up. Began to lap it up. Be, be very careful. When he got to a point, God says, you have reached the level. Enough. You can't pass here again. And he sent an angel to, to strike him. And the Bible said an angel came and struck him. He was still alive, but he was still alive, but maggots was eating. That means he was decaying until he died. And you know what the Bible concluded why he was killed? Because he giveth not the glory to God. I warn you, don't steal his glory. Satan understands the destructive effect of pride. So he tries to use the issues of life to stimulate pride in men. Let's see how that applies to the temptation and we'll round up. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Are you learning? Hear this. Let me say this, then go to Luke chapter 4. Lost or forbidden desires are lying vanities of the flesh. I use those two statements because lying vanities, they flatter. But vanity is anything that is empty. It's an illusion. Vanity is an illusion. Vanity upon vanity equals to what? Vanities. Because vanity is an illusion. It's emptiness. It gives you a fake view. A fake sense of importance. But it's empty. It's nothing. So lust are forbidden desires that are also known as lying vanities. They are deceptive alternatives to the image and the will of God. Because lust doesn't want you to take your image reference from God. It doesn't want you to also submit to the will of God. It wants you to do what you want. You will not die. If you do it, you will be like God's self. Knowing the difference between good and evil. So the goal of lust is to make you rebellious to the image of God. And remember, image is all about mind control. Your reference, it wants your reference to come from your vanities. Not from the image of God. Now, let's investigate the temptation and see how Satan attempted to engage the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life to tempt Jesus. Luke chapter 1, 
um, chapter 4. We're going to read from verse 4 to verse uh, 12. Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm not hearing anybody. Are you ready? Are you sure you are ready? All right, verse 1. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being 40 days tempted of the devil. And in those days he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. The word hunger means he was famished, was severely hungry. And you need to be careful when you're hungry. Uh, so many things can go wrong. Esau lost his birthright because he was very hungry. And he didn't allow wisdom to control how he engaged his appetite during the time of hunger. You need to be very careful when you're hungry. Did you hear what I said? Yeah, some, some will sell their birthright at the moment of extreme hunger. Hunger is not just hunger for food. Especially when you don't have something. You're looking for something. You're desperate. Be very careful. Because some of the transactions that can wreck your life can come out of those moments. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So be careful. Verse 3. And the first, the devil enters the scene. And the devil said, so temptation is his speaking. Is that not so? Spoke to him. If thou be the son of God, command these stones that it be made bread. If thou, did you hear that? If thou be the son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. What is the loss there? What is, is the loss of the flesh? Command these stones. Let me tell you why it's the loss of the flesh. Number one, remember flesh is a nature and a mindset. Is it not? It's a nature and a mindset. And, and flesh is carnal reasoning. Satan's deception was revealed in the first statement, if. Was Jesus the son of God, yes or no? He was the son of God. And because he is the son of God, he doesn't need to prove himself to Satan. Because what Satan was saying, if you are the son of God, show it. If he did it, that means he didn't know or he didn't believe that he was the son of God. And also, he didn't need to turn stone into a bread. For him to be the son of God. He was already the son of God. When he was baptized in Jordan, what came out? A voice came from the heaven. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So the, that was before he started his ministry. That was before the first miracle was done. That was before he did anything. God was already pleased with him before he started his ministry. So God wasn't just pleased with him because of what he did. God was pleased with him because of who he is. This is my beloved son. If you remember, we told you about the temptation of Eden. If Satan finds that that your accuracy of scripture is weak, then he will hit you. Are you hearing me? He wanted to test. And if you notice in the other, he says, he says If if you are the son of God, show it. And I'm sure if some of you, you came by 40 days fasting. Hey, say that you want to try me. Hey, hey, oh, cuckoo. Hey, hey, hey. Stone, become bread. Market squared bread. She <laughs> I told you I am the son of God. Have you seen now? You don't see now. You would have fallen. Bam, flat. That, that, can I warn you? That tendency to want to impress people is satanic. Stop it. Stop it. 
you dress. You never even dress finish. You are already thinking of people you don't know that will see what you are dressing. How they go see me now? They go tell say I did so. They tell say I did. Hey, is that the reason why you are wearing your dress? If they say, I hope they say, I don't, they don't say, I don't come. Come where? See in my shoe, cut. They go tire for me. Who they notice you? All lost of the flesh. That's why people don't love God. They love things. You will stay six hours to do the air, but you cannot survive one, one hour of sermon. After 30 minutes. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. But you can watch movie for two hours. Part one. It's all lost of the flesh. What did Jesus say? Let's look at the next statement. And Jesus answered him, saying, Jesus spoke back. Everybody say he spoke back. It is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. It's not about Jesus subdued his hunger and spoke the word. It's not about my hunger. It's about obedience to the word. I don't owe you anything. I don't have to prove anything to you. He spoke the word. Go to the next verse. Satan did not give up. Verse 5. And the devil taking him up into a very high mountain. Everybody say high mountain. High means the toppest position. The most tallest place. Showed. Everybody say showed. Now this will tell you the lust of the eyes. Because it's about seeing. Is that not so? Showed. Everybody say show. Ah, Have they carried you to where you have not gone before? To see food you have never eaten before. House you have never entered. Car you have never entered. Eh? You now see different people the way they were eating. I remember when my brother went to see one of our uncle. You know, they were traveling around. We, yeah, nah, we know they travel. So we wanted to eat, they put a bat. The way they taught us was to eat a bat with hand. So as they brought a bat, I saw, saw Rick. I saw knife. So me and my brother were like, we're very small then. So we're now like, what's happening here? What do we want cut? What do we want stab? Because before us was Eba. Then we now looked across the table. We saw our uncle's wife and children. They were dissecting Eba. That was a new sight for us. So, so they can be cutting Eba with knife and fork. So we kept quiet. <laughs> My uncle was very smart. <laughs> when he was sitting at the table, he now noticed us. So he now called, Sule, that was the name of the guy. Bring water for me to wash my hand. So he now dropped the thing and he now caught. As I said, ah, hallelujah. We, are <laughs> <laughs> we started eating. That was when the food creator was tobacco. Ah, which one is this one? Wait, wait, but listen, listen. If they trained you like that, there's nothing wrong with it. Okay? Like where I come from, I eat rice with spoon. Was my wife that was trying to teach me? I said, No, you eat to the fuck. I said, Which fuck? Don't you ever be falling? Why would I be fighting to keep the rice inside? Let me eat it with spoon. She said, No, no, no. When you go out, she started teaching me some uh, table manners. I tried, tried one day. I, I was chasing the rice all over the plate. I just said, Give me like, give me spoon. It wasn't easy, Shah, but <laughs> it wasn't easy to learn. Because for me, it didn't make sense. Why would I be eating rice with something that has hole? When I can just pack the thing with spoon. Anyway, you get what I mean. So be careful what you see. Everybody say, be careful what you see. Yeah. 
You can go somewhere now and just introduce frustration into your life because you saw something. Remove your eye. Sir, honey, honey, honey. Say, wait, 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 wait. Remember what me say now? Why? Get what you say. I said, I trained myself years ago. I don't see everything. If you will not help me, I won't see you. If it will not help me, I won't see. You will ask me, say, you know, say, I say, I don't see. I look, but I don't see. I don't see. Look what will put pressure on me. I will not should now be thinking. Thinking what? I don't see. I don't see. I don't see. Don't, don't, don't. If you love, shout in my front. Make me notice you. I won't notice you. I cannot see what I cannot afford. I cannot see what will not give me peace. I cannot see what I don't need. Number one, what makes me see is number one, I can afford it. My money and faith can afford it. If my money and faith, then I can see it. Like when God blessed me and has upgraded me to SUV. I didn't used to see SUV. I know not, if you like, made a pass, I don't see. My first car that I only bought in my life was one night. And God knows my heart. But as I was walking out to me, I said, I'm going to bless you with a car. But he had sown the seed of the car in my heart, and I didn't know. I traveled years before that. My friend carried me in the M class. I stayed with him in, uh, in VI, and he was taking me to the office, one, and he just bought the car, cleaned the leather, everything was, I just said, ah, I like this car, not from covetousness, I just like it, because I'm good. I know car, if I'm driving a car, I know the car. But I said it, and I forgot it, I didn't, I wasn't dreaming, then, when I went, that, after that I bought 190, and I was very okay. The next one I wanted to buy was um, uh, C-Class, C200. Then the Holy Ghost came to me and said, son, I'm going to give you. A, I didn't know it was the one he put the seed in my that was going to bless me with. So during our 21 days fasting, and he called me, said, he said, me and my wife, we've prayed and we've decided that God has put in our heart that we should bless you with a car. The same thing God told me. And what they gave me was an SUV. What some of you call Jeep? Jeep is the name of a car. I hope you know. Jeep is not here. Say Jeep. Don't show that you don't know it. Say Jeep. It's not Jeep. It's SUV. Sport utility vehicle. But you call it Jeep. Anything that has, you know, say it's Jeep. It's not Jeep. Jeep is a brand name. That's how I got the SUV. And when I got the SUV, from that moment, my faith, everything was upgraded. And all the cars that God has given me ever since is SUV. And I've never bought a dime. Not five Kobo. So my faith can handle that. Even the next one that will come, I've already told him, I said another car is coming. It's also going to be an SUV. It's when all these children, all of them have gone, then maybe we'll look for one nice coupe. Only me and my wife. If we see themselves, we'll greet them. Unado, that's, that's okay for me. But I've learned a principle of gratitude. If I cannot afford it by money and faith, I'm not seeing. Did you hear me? If I, if I go to the house, you are doing it, I know they see. If you are doing whoa, 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 I not see. I won't even remember. Because I've trained myself to be content. Some of you, you are looking for people's life to wear as clothes when it's not your size. You don't need that. You're stressing yourself. Don't do that. Hallelujah. Okay. He showed him what? All the kingdoms of this world. All the realms of the world. In a moment of time, he... and, and. I, I like the way uh, Peter put it. And the glory, Matthew, sorry. And the glory, the word glory means the glamour, the splendor. How many of you know there's glamour in this world? 
All you need to do is look at one video and they show you different kind of houses. Have you seen those kind of video? Very well, you know, yesterday I saw one video of a car. The car is like a moving house. He has a story of the car. It's a boss, but it's, it's, it's worth about 100 million or so. Just well cute, well designed. It's because I'm telling you now that I remember. I don't remember such thing when I see them. Are you hearing me? No, no, no. Except I want to feed my faith concerning what God is telling me. But I don't know how to do long throat. I don't do long throat. Some of you, you are suffering from long throat. You want to stretch your hand where you are not ready for. So you don't want to wait and grow. You want to jump there. When you jump, what will happen? You will come down. But when you grow, you will stay there. To learn that, he showed him all the grace and the glamour. Then listen to what he said. Verse 6. And the devil said to him, remember, there is always a force behind what you see, trying to manipulate what you see. And the devil said to him, all this power I will give you. I mean, you are, you are singing in the choir in church, you are humble, you are growing. Then you now went for one program and you now saw somebody singing as a solo girl and singing. Then you now came for choir and said, why don't they give me solo for you? Yeah. Now, so, so backward. Is it backward? Or, how do you call it? Is it backward? Or? Back up. Thank you. <laughs> so, so back, back up and they sing. I don't tell you for back up. Oh. I need to shine. You don't see. You don't see. You have what? You have seen. And Satan is now whining you. You have seen. Because in your mind, it's not about singing solo, it's about shining. Because you saw the person singing and everybody's clapping. Then all those clapping is the glory. Ah. So me, I feel shine like this too. <laughs> then they put me for back. <laughs> because they do back up. I reject back up in my life with Jesus' name. <laughs> Say you are deceiving yourself. I'm the head and not the tail. You will not bend Bible. He said, all this I will give you and the glory of them, the glamour that God, for it is delivered unto me and to whomsoever I will give. What did Jesus say? If thou therefore, and then he said, if you will worship me. What you do not know is that when you seek for shortcuts, you are submitting and bowing to Satan. That's what you do. Because the thing you are seeking, you want to get it illegally, you want to get it by shortcuts. You don't, you don't want to get it by submitting to Christ and submitting to the will of God and the ways of God. You want to arrive overnight. You want to do it your way. And your way is Satan's way. He will hide, hide and try to convince you it's about what you want. It's about what you want. It's about having your way. You will, he will, he will convince you. You may never know. He will convince you it's what is good for you. When he tempted Eve, did he say anything about you will not become my slave? No. Did he say you will serve me? No. He said you will be like God. Knowing the difference between good and evil. Only for him to realize that God he was referring to was himself. You'll be like me. So be careful. What did Jesus answer? And Jesus, there are, let me make this statement. There are many today in, under the altar of fame. Fame, fame, glamour, popularity, they are all tools that Satan can use what you see to introduce to your life. You don't care about process anymore. 
You don't want to follow process. You just want the fame. Satan said, all this will be yours. Just worship me. And I'll give you. So people now are now going to do sacrifices. They are going to sleep around. All those are Satan's worship. Just get it there. Anything that will make you get it overnight, go for it. Provided you get it, it doesn't matter how you do it. What did Jesus say? Verse 8. And Jesus answered and said to him, Get it behind me, Satan. Get it behind me. Come on, get behind me. It is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only thou shalt serve. Verse 9. In unstoppable. And he brought him to Jerusalem. All this temptation took place in 40 days. I hope you know that. We're looking at what played out in the 40 days. I don't know how many days each of them took. So one of them could have taken like 10 days. Hello? Because it was just three temptations. So don't, don't just think, oh, happened one day. It's not one day, 40 days. He was being tempted of the devil 40 days. Maybe the thing, he came, the money, no work. He will come again in the afternoon. Then he will try, try in the evening again. Because Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days. So all these temptations were playing out for 40 days. Bombarded on the left and right. Watch this. And he took him, brought him to Jerusalem, and set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, that if has come again. If thou be the son of God, cast thyself down from hence, for it is written. It is written. This is the pride of life. It's about achievement here. Show them, say, when you, when you fall, angel, they cast you. <laughs> is it not true? Show them that when you, even if, that as the son of God, even if you work out 20 stories, say, hey, you just fly. You just, the angel will just hold you. Look at what he said. If that be the son of God, cast thyself down. In other words, commit suicide. For it is written, even quoted the Bible, this time to tell you that it's the pride of life, he quoted from Psalm 91, verse 11 and 12, verbatim. He didn't miss anything. But it was still a deception. Even though it was quoted right, it was applied in the wrong context. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, he said, for it is written. So he said, I'm played back now. Okay, you say it is written. Let me give you two. It is written. So Satan replied, Jesus, it is written with what? It is written. What did he say? He shall give. He was quoting Psalm 91 verse 11 and 12. So the devil has some knowledge of the Bible. He shall give his angel charge over thee to keep thee. He removing all your ways anyway. And in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot again. That's 11 and 12. Then what did Jesus answer? Verse 12. And Jesus answering and said, <laughs> what he has said is so that we may say, Jesus said, it is said, thou shall not tempt the Lord thy God. Verse 13, everybody. And when the devil ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season because he knew he had failed. He had deployed the best of the wiles of the devil and everything he threw at Jesus did not work. Let me give you some life lesson that will stop. Are you, are you, are you ready for this? The enemy used deceptive statements like, if that be the Son of God in verses 3 and 9, this statement challenges the authenticity of who Christ is by attempting to cast doubt 
on his identity as son of God. He also deceptively attempted to tempt Christ to abuse his status by proving it with demonstration of power. That's the lust of the flesh. Christ countered with the word, with the word by revealing that the purpose of power is submission and service to the will of God, not for show. Did you hear what I said? What is the purpose of power? Submission to the will of God. Say amen. Submission and service to the will of God. Then in verses 5 to 7, the devil made a deceptive offer of fake glory. Another word for fake is pseudo. And fame. Your guy will tell you in the office, if you find some dirty on this guy, I go promote you. That is fake glory. You will never make it with fake glory. Listen to this. Write this down. No man can rise by bringing another man down. Do you understand that? Did you hear what I said? Let me give you an example. I walked under a bus when I was still working in the company I worked last. I was aware, not was only I was, I saw them. My boss was making personal deals, doing personal deals with company time and resources. He was doing it. I saw it. There were clients we used to go together. The client, they knew me. But because he came as the head, and he was the regional head, he sidelined me because my going there was going to spoil what they wanted to do because they had somebody there that they were going to be doing things together. So some of the meetings, they don't take me anymore. So the MD called when they said, why you not I said, well, he said I should stay back. He said, why? I said, ask him. Because he said, what if I tells me that's what I'll do? So when they now started making investigation, they found out that some things were not right. You know, they got wind gist that things were going on. So they called me from Lagos. Um, you know, they'll greet you first of all. Blah, 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 blah. We have the news that uh, so, so, so person is doing so, so thing. Um, and uh, want to find, are you aware of what is going on? Blah, 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 blah. I was aware, but I was not going to say anything. So please, can you tell us? I said, what do you want to tell him now? He's not, are you, he's not the boss. Ask him any question you want to ask him. Don't ask me. They tried, left. I just said no. I said, I'm doing my job. I'm doing my job description. If you have anything you want to ask him, ask him. The devil could have said, you know, if you expose him now, you can become the next head. Is that not so? Then you now say, this is my turn to shine. He's not shy, no. Say, yes. He don't tell. And, and let me tell you, for three years, he kept appraising me less than 50. No matter what I do, I will not score up to 50%. So it was a good opportunity for me to get some payback. I could have easily done that. That's one reason they respected me from then till now. And he also, anytime he sees me, so he respects me. Not because I couldn't do that, but that's not the Christian way to rise. You bring somebody down so that you can go up. It doesn't work like that. Say amen. All right? This statement challenges the authenticity of who Christ is by attempt. Okay, I've done that made a deceptive offer of fake glory and fame in exchange for worship. If I had done that thing, I would have been worshipping Satan. Because every short course is a worship of Satan. Yet the enemy poses as some kind of God with some assumed power to offer Christ earthly power and pleasure. This is the lust of the eyes. In verse 9 and 10, 
the enemy used the lust to also propose are you with me use the lust of the eyes sorry okay the first was the lust of the flesh no no that was lost okay lust of the yeah proposed to christ that he should attempt to commit suicide by suggesting through the quotation of psalms 91 verse 11 to 12 the enemy was deceptively misapplying the scripture out of context that's the pride of life show off angel will cash you notice let me say this notice the wise of the devil are loaded with twisted deceptive logics everybody say twisted twisted deceptive logic jesus answered every satanic wiles that was spoken to him with it is written and it is said it is written was in verses 4 and 8 it is said it's in verse 13. jesus notice jesus did not at any point during the temptation reasoned and bantered with the devil the word banter to chit chat he just spoke the word and the devil got the message finally an important lesson to learn in spiritual warfare is not to reason and banter with satan He's the father of lies. Nothing he says about himself and his operation will ever be true. Because there is no lie. There's no truth in a lie. First John 2.21 There is no truth in a lie. All lies are lies. Rise up on your feet. Has somebody been blessed today? Yeah. Open your mind and begin to talk to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God in the highest. Amen. Glory be to God in the highest. Thank you for joining us today. Your generosity helps us to take this message to the ends of the earth. You can give on our website at www.therefugehc.com. Dot org. So go ahead and click on the link in the description. Remember to subscribe to hear more messages like this.